This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for being with me today. So today uh, we're actually going to talk about um, listening to your body. I know that sounds weird. Let me explain it to you. So um, I think one of the things that we generally struggle with as people is that we're we're fast paced. Life is always moving, and there's always something to do, and there's always there's always something that's taking our attention. Um, But what I've found is that when we are moving fast and hustling and just going from one thing to the next, we miss a lot um, of kind of what's in front of us. One of the things that I think we generally as a society miss out on is understanding what we're going through and really paying attention to what we're going through. And so when I talk about listening to our body, I'm really specifically talking about looking at the signs of wear or struggle or, you know, just general life residue on your on your body. And because our bodies are very, very much affected by how we spend our time, what we spend our energy on, whether it's emotional energy or physical energy, how you spend your time physically or emotionally. So if you are, let's say if you go and go on a major hike and you're climbing and you're you're really exerting yourself then at the end of that um and and you know the next day and the next day you feel the effects of it you feel the the achy muscles or pain or discomfort you might discover an injury that you didn't realize was happening at the time but now that your body has kind of calmed down from the initial adrenaline of the hike or whatever you're like oh my gosh i think i hurt my knee or something like that And so, you know, when your body is hurting from something physical, it's hard to ignore that sometimes, right? Like you feel injury, you feel pain. um, And so that is your body telling you, hey, something is wrong. You need to stop and you need to get this checked out. Ideally, that's when we would go to the doctor and we would get some kind of treatment for this injury. Now, there are some people that ignore their physical ailments and pain and they just hope it goes away on its own because either they don't want to deal with it, they hate the doctor, they don't feel like they have time, or for whatever reason, they just put it off. Um, and so, you know, that happens, but you will continue to experience that pain and that discomfort. Because if there is an injury, that's not just going to go away on its own. Certain things will heal over time, but other things really need to be addressed and looked at, whether it's professionally or whatever, to get resolved. So that's physical stuff that your body is yelling at you about. Now, when I talk about emotional stuff, that's a little different because it's usually not as obvious. You know, if you have a limp, it's hard to ignore the limp. But if you have something going on emotionally, there those things usually aren't super visible. Um, people experience difficulty and hardship emotionally that usually is beneath the surface. No one else can tell it's happening. And really, you, we can hide those really well. But even a step deeper than that, there are a lot of times that we don't even realize that we are going through some kind of emotional 
um, difficulty. And so we don't even know what to do. We don't need, we know, we don't know that we need to do something about it because we don't realize it's happening. And so the reason that I brought this topic up is um, just kind of personal experience. So today is the first day of school here. And for me, for my husband and myself, we sent our 10-year-old into middle school, into sixth grade. And that has been hard for me. I have struggled with this. I don't feel like we, it just flew by. I can't believe we're already here. It's a new school. Middle school is a new, just completely new ball game. Um, And, you know, in my profession, I work with a lot of kids and the stories I hear about middle school aren't always fantastic. And so I've got that going in my head and just all kinds of thoughts about this next step. I just started a second business that went live this past week. Um, that's been heavy on my head, just a lot of work that goes into that. I'm still running this business and just all kinds of things. So I've had a lot of things on my mind, you know, when I'm laying down to go to sleep, then we start this whole new, you know, part of the day where my brain is just processing all the things and thinking of all the things that it needs to do or didn't do or worries or whatever. And so I know myself well enough to know that when I'm trying to fall asleep and I can't shut my brain off, it's just because there's a lot going on. You know, I'm not there. That's easy self-awareness. But there's been several situations in the past couple of weeks where I would just look at my husband and say, hey, I can't tell if I don't feel good or if I'm anxious. My stomach hurts. And that is a tell for me. Since I was a young child, my mom can tell you this, um, I would get stomach aches a lot. And eventually my mom realized it's because I was feeling worried about something. You know, at the time we didn't know it was anxiety, but it was worry. And my head would just, my thoughts would constantly worry about things. And I didn't know that as a child I had anxiety. As an adult looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how anxious I was as a kid. Um, We just didn't know that that's what it was. And I had anxiety about all kinds of different things. Um, And so, but it would manifest itself usually in the form of a stomach ache. So I would, the only way I knew how to verbalize it, I didn't know I was worried about stuff, but I would say my stomach hurts constantly, Um, especially in certain phases when I was going through something in particular. I remember a lot of the time I would have a stomach ache. And so eventually, um, my mom realized, and it didn't take her long to figure it out, she's pretty in touch, um, but she realized that that's what was going on. And so now, as an adult, that happens again, right? So I have this just, you know, discomfort, not, I don't feel good, and I, you know, I've obviously learned, I'm almost 40, so I hope I'm learning more about myself, but um, I know that that is something that happens to me, but you know, you still have to go down the list. Do I really have a stomach ache? Maybe I ate something. Maybe I just don't feel well. Or is it anxiety? But what I've learned about myself is I need to, it it helps me to say it out loud. So my husband is my person, right? So I usually wait to talk to him and we'll just say something as simple as, I don't know if I don't feel good or if I have anxiety. And he knows me well enough to be able to just walk down that road really fast with me. We can do it pretty quickly because he's been with me for a long time. But he's got to just be like, okay, well, what are you anxious about? Like, he doesn't even ask me. If I say, I don't know if I don't feel good or if I'm anxious, he doesn't ask me, well, why don't you feel good? He'll just seriously say, what are you anxious about? Because he knows me. He knows if I'm saying that, that's me processing it out loud and basically 
needing him just to be my, my, um, whatever the person I talk to. So he'll just be like, well, what are you anxious about? And then I'll go down my list of, I'm thinking about this, 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 and then he'll talk to me for a minute. And then usually I'm good. Like the anxiety might still be there, but just bringing it out to the service surface, acknowledging it, recognizing that these things are all legitimate things to have in my head. Um, that's just, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be able to, to, to get it out of my head. It doesn't make it disappear, but it does give it, it, it just kind of vents it a little bit and where there's a little less pressure in my head. Um, so that got me thinking that most people have some kind of physical manifestation of their stress. It doesn't necessarily have to be anxiety or depression. It can just be stress. Um, for some people, it's, you know, tension in their shoulders and their neck muscles and their back. Some people it is stomach aches, some people it's headaches. Um, I mean, all kinds of things. Some people will start having, like their eyes will start twitching or, um, I mean, so many things. I bet you have something that comes to mind where you know that that's how your stress manifests itself. Uh, and a lot of the times it's just a simple, you know, it's for a little bit and then it goes away. But there are people who ignore it for so long that it turns into a bigger thing. I mean, you can ask any profession, medical professional, stress can be the reason that a lot of physical illnesses develop. It's just, you know, everything is connected. You can't expect to kind of um, isolate stress to just one side of your body and have the rest of your body not be affected. It doesn't work that way. Um, so it's just a reality. It's, it makes sense. It's common sense that if your body is experiencing something, then other parts of your body are going to feel the effects. Going back to the knee, if you have an injured knee, then your other knee is probably going to start compensating for the diminished movement on one. If you're limping, then the other leg might start to experience more muscular issues or just some other discomfort because it's having to compensate for an injury. So it's the same when we're talking about emotional or mental health issues where if you're struggling with something emotionally, then it's going to affect your body in other ways. And so when I say listen to your body, I am simply asking you to listen to your body, pay attention. And, and right now you might not have anything that's triggering your stress, but if you think back to times in your life where you've experienced heightened levels of stress, um, I bet you could recall a time where you had a physical manifestation of that. You maybe got headaches a lot or migraines or stomach aches or something. You were run down, didn't have energy, felt like you needed to sleep a lot. Maybe you lost your appetite, didn't want to eat at all. Maybe you got really hungry and were eating too much. You know, think back to certain situations in your life where you experienced a stressor or a, a hardship and how your body may have reacted to that. And that, you know, maybe that was a standalone one-time reaction or it's the pattern for you. It's how your body manifests stress. So think back on that. Try to raise, like manually raise your awareness to what your body does when it's in a, a sense, heightened sense of stress. And once you realize what that might be, then start really kind of preparing yourself that if you notice these things come up again, then maybe you need to stop and just go through a mental checklist or find your person, whether it's your friend or your spouse or your parent, and just talk it through to be like, hey, feeling this thing, I wonder if it's because I don't feel good or if it's because I'm feeling stressed. And then 
what could I be stressed about? And just list it. And even if it's just daily stuff that's really not that big of a deal, we don't have control over how things affect us. They just do. Some days you could have this enormous amount of stress and it really doesn't affect you at all. And other days you could have something pretty small, but it just kicks your butt and you're overwhelmed. You know, it, there's just lots of different factors that go into why you might be um, affected negatively some days and not others. But, it, you know, it doesn't really matter. Just learn to listen to your body. And there are a lot of people that I talk to who present with an issue and they're frustrated that they have this issue, this physical manifestation or some kind of reaction. And they're frustrated with it, but they don't take the time to think about why. Where is it coming from? And so that's my job, right? I'm going to ask, well, what could be going on? What have you been doing? Like, what did you do over the weekend? What did you do the last couple of days? What have you been thinking about? Who have you been talking to? What are you stressed about? What do you have coming up? Just, I just try to go through the whole list and usually we find a source. Rarely is it that we don't find a source. So once you find the source, then acknowledging it and recognizing that, well, duh, this is something that's affecting me right now. Then we can go into problem solving mode and determine, is there something we can do about this? Or is this a stressor that there's nothing you can do about? You just have to try to take care of yourself in other ways. If we can't remove the stress because it's something that's out of your control, then maybe you can try to work, um, exercise more or eat healthier, go to bed earlier, reach out to a friend and get some support. Like there are other things that we can do to counteract a stressor even if we can't remove it. But it all starts with being self-aware, listening to your body and understanding how you react to things. Now take this to someone outside of yourself, look at children. Kids do not have the verbal ability to express their emotions very well. The older they get, the easier it gets. However, smaller children, and sometimes older children that just emotionally are not very mature, they don't know how to say, hey, I'm feeling anxious, or hey, I'm really overwhelmed about this thing. They just experience the physical manifestation. It can come in the form of a stomach ache or a headache or something like that, or it can come in the form of behavior problems, acting out, yelling, screaming, crying, not wanting to sleep, all kinds of things. So if you're a parent or you work with children, I want you to start looking at kids through this lens of, you know, is there something going on behind this behavior issue that this kid is displaying that could potentially be a manifestation of an emotional issue? Are they, are they you know, tired? Are they stressed out? Are they feeling left out because no one wants to play with them? Are they feeling... Um, you know, discouraged in themselves because they don't do well in school? Do they feel, you know, maybe insecure about how they look? Or do they feel that maybe um, their siblings are mean to them? Are the the parents, you know, a little too hard on them? Whatever. There's all kinds of things that can cause kids to feel stressed. And there are some adults that are like, well, you're a kid. What do you have to be stressed about? I'm sorry, that is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever heard an adult say. Kids are human and they experience stress just the same way as adults do. The sources of their stress are just different. And there are kids who deal with pretty serious stuff. You know, dysfunction in families, a loss of a family member, a divorce in the family, seeing something scary. Like, they don't know how to process things the way our fully developed adult brains do. They are children, you know? So... 
if you do have kids, I'm encouraging you, encouraging you to be more compassionate in the way that you look at kids. And now it doesn't mean that you give them a pass or they're, you know, freaking out and throwing a tantrum and yelling, screaming because they have an emotional issue. Okay, that still needs to be addressed. You still need to have some kind of structure or discipline or solution to that behavior. But if you understand what, what is causing this behavior, if there is potentially an emotional source to it, that will help you resolve it. Now, there are some kids whose issues are much bigger than just the basic stressors, and that's a different conversation. Those are kids that maybe need a little bit more intensive therapy or some kind of other approach or solution. But I'm just talking about your, you know, your typical child that has ups and downs, but Sometimes they act out and it just seems out of character or it's really, you know, maybe it's happening mostly at night. Well, that's probably because they're tired or they're hungry. Um, or if it's happening mostly in the morning, are they anxious about going to school? Is there something about the morning routine that's stressing them out? Or it happens in certain social situations. Well, maybe they have certain discomforts in those kinds of loud and noisy situations. Like there's so many things to consider when we're talking about children it's just harder because they can't express themselves well. So that's something for you to consider. Be more aware of your body and what could be going on emotionally that's affecting your physical reactions. And then be more aware of your children. Ask questions. Watch their behavior. Just because your kid doesn't know how to express themselves doesn't mean you can't try to guide them through a conversation where you say, hey, you're really, really, you're upset right now and I don't really understand why you're crying. Let's talk about what could be going on. Did something happen at school today? Was someone mean to you today? Did you eat lunch today? Have you skipped your snack? Have you had enough water? Did you go to bed really late? Like, try developing that relationship with your kid where you can try to get to know them by asking questions and just learning from observation. So, listen to your body. Don't ignore it. Um, there isn't always a quick solution, but I'm not even focused on the solution part. I'm focused on get connected and understand what is going on so that you can be more compassionate with yourself and with your kids. And this applies to your spouse. You know, everyone's got, we deal with people all day long, right? So if you're interacting with another human, you're going to have to learn how to handle different things. So learn to listen slow it down, ask yourself a couple questions. What could I be stressed about? What could I be worried about? And then just see, maybe that's not the right way to go, but it's going to take you two minutes, if not much less, to just sort through that line of questioning within yourself real quick. And if there is an issue, then you know you now know you need to address it. And if that's not it, then you, you know, seek other answers, talk to someone, go to sleep, I don't know, take a nap eat lunch. Um, so, okay. That's what I want you to think about this week. I'm going to let you go, but I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.